today determine right now and from now on. I love now on. That's every subsequent day. Determine, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Lord God, you know all my ways. You know. I'm Terry Knight, the pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust, as always, that the Lord's going to bless you all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. And let me remind you, if you're new to a New Life telecast and you're listening to this by way of YouTube, there's a little icon down on the lower part of the screen. I guess that would be your left. Maybe I'm looking at this all backward right now, but just find that little icon Click on it, and uh, that will have you subscribe to our channel. That will be a big help to us in terms of knowing where this is going and what's happening. And if it's doing any good, we really need to hear from you. We also uh, post an email address uh, on the screen from time to time. I'll do that right now. Isn't it cool how that happens right up there? Uh, we would love to hear from you if you listen to New Life and you enjoy what you hear. Give us a call or an email, if you please, and uh, we'll try to correspond with you just as soon as we can. I am sharing with you on this particular edition the back half of a teaching that we began a week ago. Now listen, this deals with the heroes of the faith, the mothers, Christian mothers, trying to help moms understand how to be a Christian mom, how to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. 1 Samuel 1 and 2 has provided the backdrop for this. And I want to read a few verses in your hearing right now, and we're going to jump right on into it. Let me also remind you as we get down to the end of this message, uh, what we typically do on Mother's Day and Father's Day is invite the moms or the dads respectively to come up and we pray over them. And I'm going to capture or catch just a little bit of that. We're not going into the intimate details, but I just wanted you to see all those moms coming forward. So you'll see that at uh, the end of the message before we cut back here in just a little while. Again, I'm going to 1 Samuel chapter 1. going to begin reading in verse number 27. And the record puts it this way. And this is a prayer of Hannah to Eli the priest. I prayed for this child. And the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord. And he, that is Samuel, worship the Lord there. I trust the Lord would add his blessings to his eternal word. What a great passage. Let me pray for you, moms in particular. Father, I thank you for each one, everyone, regardless of whether there's a mom or a dad, husband or wife, a child, whatever the case might be, I pray that by your word you would speak to our hearts. And I pray specifically for the moms, those who are aspiring to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. May they get a hold of this teaching, your word, tuck it safely into their hearts and allow it to influence their life. We pray, we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, I do want to remind you, listen, moms, there are some that say, you know, no one's ever prayed for me as a mom. Well, you were just prayed for, and we'll try to do that again here in just a moment. 
So you call all your mama friends and let them know that. God bless you. Hang on. I'll be back here in just a moment to wrap things up. And we need to help our little ones understand that. It means helping them come to an understanding with regards to the cross. Our speaker last week spoke eloquently about the cross on multiple occasions. But we have to help these children understand the cross and Jesus Christ's substitutionary sacrifice. It means a basic understanding of the church and its necessity for their growth and their maturity in the things of God. And I also want to emphasize this to you this morning, whoever you are. Samuel was dedicated to the service of the God, not the gods of this world. Make sense to you? It's dedicated to the God. Hannah was very focused, very determined about who she was going to dedicate this child to. Now, by the way, and this is number five on your study notes. Following through with, there's a big long word in here. I'm trying to get you to think a little bit. Following through with a prepubescent discipleship, a discipleship track for those who are approaching or not yet into Puberty, it's not an easy task. It's not a simple task. Can I get an amen, moms? Watch this. It's a very difficult task. It's very demanding task. It's a very tedious task. It is. But, and I trust that all of you moms here, moms, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, whatever the case might be, I trust that you would be challenged to know that such a lifestyle is a sowing that will produce a promised harvest that is mind-blowing. Here's a second challenge and the reason behind the title of today's message, motherhood, the seasons, the seasons of motherhood. Moms, you do not have to physically leave your children with the priest in Shiloh in order to present them to the Lord all the days of their life in this present age. Aren't you happy about that? Man, alive, I was already thinking about packing some bags and taking off. No, you don't have to do that. But you do, however, have to make a purposed decision. In other words, what I'm trying to say, moms, is what I'm telling you today is not going to just happen by default. You have to make a purposed decision. You have to develop a plan. There's that word again. And you have to discipline yourself to stick with it. Discipline is something that's not very popular nowadays, but in this particular context, it is essential. Having said that, be it known, moms, because you are a flawed soul. Maybe you're thinking, who are you talking about, Willis? 
I'm talking about all of us. We are a flawed soul, and because that is true uh, with regards to you being a, a woman, with regards to you being a wife, with regards to you being a mother, with regards to you being a church worker, whatever the case might be, there will be failures. There will be times when you will err in judgment, and it will prompt you to do some things that you'll look back on thinking, man, alive, I wish I hadn't have done that. Perhaps you've heard the story of the one mom, and this is so reflective of what I hear so often. This mom was asked, or she asked the question, did you ever help your children with their homework? Any of you moms guilty of that, helping your children with their homework? And as this story goes, one mom did. The problem she helped with turned out to be the one problem the child got wrong. You will not always be the 13th apostle with your efforts. Are you with me? But fill in number six with me on your notes. Please, moms, dads, whoever might be listening to me this morning, do not let a failure, a singular failure define you. We're not defined by a single failure. Failure, but rather let that refine you. Don't let it define you. Let it refine you. What I mean by that, let it teach you. It's a teaching moment. Let it develop you. Let it grow you. One of my literary mentors is John Hagee. Perhaps you've heard him on television. I heard him a little bit in the wee hours of the morning today, and I had not planned this, but this come from him, and I like this. He suggested that adversity is God's university. Adversity is God's university. Moms, dads, whoever, mistakes are valuable. Pastor Terry, how could that be? Mistakes are valuable because they serve as a warning. Hey, don't do it that way again. Don't do it that way again. Well, Pastor Terry, you, you're talking about a plan. Where do I get this here plan? Is it available at the Baptist bookstore? Perhaps. Let me simplify this to you this morning for time's sake. Now listen carefully. I'm going to say this and I'm going to come back in a few moments and say it back to you in a, a different sort of way. But what I'm throwing out to you right now is for the young ladies that might be listening to me and you have anticipated at some point in your life finding uh, Mr. Wright because you were being Miss Wright and you get married and you uh, have youngins and all that kind of good stuff. So here you are. Here's some great advice for you young ladies before your child is born, let me do that again. Before, everybody say before. Before your child is born, here's what you do. Prayerfully peruse your world. What does that mean, Pastor? Prayerfully say, dear God, as I look around, Show me some things. Open this up to me. Prayerfully peruse your world and determine who it is that has successfully engaged this process of motherhood. They're a mommy and they are in your world, your sphere of influence, if you please. They have dedicated their children to the Lord and it shows forth. When you look at their children, you're almost enviable. Like, wow, how did she do that? Now watch this. 
hopefully, hopefully, this example that I'm talking about will be your very own mother. Your very own mother, which makes it relatively easy for you to do for your children that which was done for you by your mother. Make sense? Huh? Unfortunately, a good and godly role model is not always the case. And by the way, my, my heart's broken over that more times than not these days. A good and godly role model in terms of a mother. Beloved, in this scenario, it's often after the fact that one discovers that they were raised wrong and they have already succeeded in passing that wrong on to their offspring. Are you following me? Can somebody make some cricket sounds? Also, it's not unusual for a daughter to rebel against her godly mother. And by default, she ends up projecting that little rebellion or rejecting that rebellion into her own little ones, her children. And in very short order, she finds that she's made a terrible decision. Folks, can I tell you something? Say yes. I always like to get your permission. I don't want to appear pushy. It only takes between 6 and 18 months to nearly ruin a youngin. Listen to me. Only 6 to 18 months. Once that wild and rebellious temperament is unleashed, it's very, very difficult to rein it back in. Now, again, our speaker during Youth Awakening mentioned uh, very graphically during one point, I think last Sunday morning, about the age where the average person comes to know Christ. And it's at a very, very young age. I don't remember the particular numbers. At one point in time, it was suggested to me that the overwhelming majority of persons that come to Christ do so before the age of 18. I think her statistics were even younger than that. Beyond the age of 18, it narrows drastically. So does that mean, beloved, if you go beyond 18, you can't come to the Lord? It doesn't mean that at all. It's not impossible, but rather what I'm suggesting to you is that it becomes very, very difficult after that. So, apostasy, I didn't get this memo on before. Or sadly, I was one of the, the rambling rebellious mentioned, I think we heard a lot of teaching last week about the prodigal son, and I mentioned at some point in time there were also some prodigal daughters. Hmm? Unfortunately, perhaps even, and I trust, trust not here, but in a gathering this size usually comes home. Perhaps there's someone that says, Pastor, I've messed up terribly bad with regards to child rearing. Now what? Now what? There's a study note that's not on your notes, but I think it's going to appear on the screen. Number seven, here it goes. Listen, beloved, now what? You start right where you are. 
Start right where you are. That's always where God starts with you. Beloved, it is never, ever, ever, and I believe this. If I didn't, I would not preach this to you. It is never too late to displace bad habits, even bad upbringing. Are you listening to the preacher? It's never too late to displace bad habits, even bad upbringing, with good habits or good teaching and training. Even after the fact, even after you've messed up, you can start right there and prayerfully peruse your new world. What do I mean by that? Many come into this world lost. They go through their life lost. They enter motherhood in a lost condition. They project some of these things onto their children. Alas, they receive the light, and they look back with some regret. But I'm here to tell you, beloved, that you can start right there and displace all of that and look around your new world, your newly born-again world, and determine who it is that has successfully engaged this process. I trust that makes sense to you. Keep digging. Don't keep doing the old things. Don't keep adding insult to injury. Don't throw in the towel and make it easy for Satan to destroy you and to destroy your family. Determine today. Everybody say today. By the way, today's all you have, but you have today. Today, determine right now and from now on. I love now on. That's every subsequent day. Determine, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Even if it starts late, you got to know it's better late than never. Say praise the Lord right there. Now, here's my wonderful conclusion. This one will probably end up in the Guinness Book of World Preacher Records. I want you moms here this morning to be aware as you have personally lived through the seasons of life. As I look around, I see the seasons. Spring, summer, fall, winter for a couple of you. Yeah, you've turned colors and all your leaves fell off. <laughs> Be aware, as you have personally lived through the seasons of life, you were an infant. You were a toddler. You were a teen. You were a young adult. You left the nest, I trust. You, mom, you were a bride, I trust. You became a mother. I walked you through all that to tell you this. You will live all of that over again with and through your youngin. You had to endure the seasons of life personally. So will they. But this time, mom, you get to do it with experience. And this time, mom, hopefully you get to do it with wisdom. 
Now, let me be forthright to you. We're going to put a period on this really, really quick. I want to be forthright in emphasizing to you this morning this truth. Motherhood is seasonal. All you moms say that with me. Motherhood is seasonal. What does that mean? Well, think about this. And you all hate me when I tell you this. But your offspring will not stay babies for very long. Am I right? The newest baby at new life will be in the nursery. And then just like that, they're in KFC. And then just like that, they're in EX5. And then just like that, they're walking across the stage of one of our local high schools getting a diploma from the principal. And then just like that, they're driving off into the sunset in a car that you paid for with a trunk loaded down with a bunch of stuff that you paid for. Seasons. Everybody say seasons. How in the world does a mama bear cope with this? Hopefully. You notice how that word keeps popping up? Hopefully. Here's how mama bear does it. By assuming the mindset. That's why I'm talking about a plan. I'm talking about discipline with the mindset of a graciously favored woman and hopefully one that intentionally prays this prayer alike Hannah prayed. Oh, Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a child, then I will give that child to you. Look at this. For all the rest of their days, every day, every season. Did you know that every season requires a unique seeking? Every season requires a unique seeking from the individual, whatever that season is. That's true personally. It's also true for motherhood. And moms, that's what I wanted to dangle before you before we dismiss this morning. Regardless where your child is right now, whatever the season of life that child is going through right now, whether they're a little bitty in your arms or driving off with your stuff, can you be challenged to do what Hannah did? She prayed for that child and she continued to pray for that child throughout that child's life, every season. Just as you had to pray through those seasons, pray for your child as they go through those seasons. Does that make sense? I probably don't have to tell you moms that. And isn't it true that the prayers change? From Lord, help me, Jesus, not to kill this little three-year-old to it went by so fast. You go in, go in their bedroom. Oh, I wish you were here just one more day. Just one more day. Lord, help me. He's available. He helped Hannah. He'll help you. Mother, the seasons of motherhood. Now, where'd Sister D go? Are you in here somewhere? There you are. I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and then we're going to do it. I'm going to ask all the moms, grandmoms, grand, great-grandmothers, 
If you've ever bore a child at any point in time, listen carefully. If you have a child that is no longer with us, please, I'm going to ask you to join us up here this morning also because we're going to pray for you. And I've asked my lovely wife this morning if she would uh, engage that prayer because I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be funny, I always feel very qualified to preach and teach you whatever I'm preaching and teaching because I've lived it. Up to this point, I ain't been no mama. Now, from what I understand with current science, I might get that opportunity. No, I'll never have that opportunity. And neither will any other man. Can I get an amen right there? So I'm not very qualified for this, and sometimes it might come out sounding that way, but I trust there's been some good counsel for you this morning. So moms, would you stand up right now? And uh, if there's some moms around you, you might have to help them up. Come right on down front right here. Come quickly, moms. Come, come. See mama run. Come in tight, gals. I want you to squeeze in shoulder to shoulder, touching up. Beloved, we're going to wrap it up right there. Wasn't that a beautiful scene as you see all of those moms and those grandmoms coming to the altar to be prayed for? And as they uh, will come in lockstep, what, again, it's such a beautiful scene. And we have so many wonderful godly grandmothers who have mentored mothers who are continuing to mentor young ladies to help them know and understand how to bring their families up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I trust that you'll be encouraged by that. We uh, tried to wrap up the program or tried to wrap up this message by asking something very similar to this. How does a mom cope with the seasons of life? The best advice, the best counsel I can give is to develop a prayer life. Listen again to this prayer coming from Hannah. O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me. Some of you moms can relate. Whew, some days just seem like misery. You love your children. You love being a, a, a mom. You love being a grandmother. But some days are just really, really tough. So you go to the Lord in prayer. Listen to this. And not forget your servant, but give her a child. Then I will give that child you for all the rest of their days. Here's what I want to leave you with. I want to encourage you moms to purpose in your heart that you are going to give your children to the Lord by bringing them up in the way of the Word, the way of the Word of God, teaching them these truths, and then setting them free to fly out of the nest at some point in time, very confident, very stable with this, uh, with this wise information, this wise counsel from the Word of God. You moms have a tough job. You do. So do dads. And so do uh, grandparents, and so does everybody, I suppose, but the moms in particular. And I wanted to pray for you, wanted to suggest to you one more time that we wanted to pray for you. So let me do so right now. Father, I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity that we have to come before every member of this audience. And Lord, we just pray specifically for the moms. I ask and pray in Jesus' name that you would surround them with your loving care that you would let them know in their heart of hearts that they mean so much to you. They have a very special place in your heart, and I believe that, and I pray that you would put courage into them 
to be the godly mom you've called them to be, to live it out every day, even when they're miserable. Lord, help them uh, to get a hold of the reality of where they are. And may they purpose to serve you and bring those children up in a way that is pleasing to you. And we'll thank you. We'll praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for listening in. I trust the Lord's going to bless you all over the place in this coming week. I am Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church, wishing you a great day. Remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?